Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Parisa Fowles-Pazdro for Female Startup Club. Hi, welcome back to the show. It's Dune here, your host and hype girl. On the show today, we're talking with Parisa Fowles-Pazdro, the founder of Maxbone. Parisa spent a vibrant childhood growing up in Iran until the war forced her parents to leave for Sweden to start over with absolutely nothing. It was during this time she got the drive to succeed and started her journey to give her parents back everything that they lost. First, by working three jobs to save enough money for a condo and using that to climb the property ladder, and then by tapping into her unique design sensibility to start her own business, Maxbone. Parisa recognized that the lack of high-quality products and elevated shopping experience were gaps in the pet market that she could fill. She built Maxbone to become a community-driven pet and lifestyle company and continues to grow a successful team to build upon that vision, culminating in a strong market experience that creates a cultured, current, and loved brand. This is such an inspiring and open conversation, especially around the topic of raising investment and what it truly means to go down that pathway in the VC world with plenty of advice that you can take for yourself. You're also going to love the part where we break down partnerships and how you can replicate this blueprint in your own business. But just quickly, before we jump into this episode, I'm wondering if you've joined our new tool and private community for small business owners called Magic. It's launched just this week and we're accepting founding members on the founding members rates. You'll be able to meet women like Parisa in intimate workshops, as well as like-minded founders who are building the future of D2C brands. Once you sign up, you'll be able to book your one-to-one call with me so I can get up to speed with where you are in the journey. I am so excited and I can't wait to meet you inside Magic and hear about what you're up to. If you've got any questions, just shoot me over an email at female at startupclub.com. 
Let's get into this episode. This is Parisa for Female Startup Club. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Parisa, hi. Welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited too. I feel like this has been a year in the making since I probably first reached out to you. So I'm so excited to be finally here and sitting in front of you. I know. I thought it'd be perfect end of the year having this conversation. Yes, end of the year. I cannot believe that we are at the end of the year. It's gone by so quickly. How are you feeling about the year now looking back and going through this reflection that I feel like everyone's posting reflection posts about 2022. My reflection will be disaster to be honest because there's so much that has happened but I'm I have to be honest I'm absolutely exhausted. It's just been the most challenging year of my life and I'm not just talking about business but personal and everything that's happening in the world. I mean you have to be insensitive if you don't see what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening in Iran and kind of how that affecting you but I'm a bit emotional about what's happening in Iran because I was born there. So, but I'm happy to see the back end of this year. So, yeah, it's been a challenging year. Gosh. And on the business side of things, what are the kinds of challenges that you've been going through? It has been 
a crazy year. And, and I agree. It's so sad to have been watching what's happening in Iran and what's happening in Ukraine and, and dealing with that, that personal side of things. And then also having a business, which is lots of ups and lots of downs. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a lot of ups and downs, but to be honest, there's a lot of things that happened this year. I think as well with the economy changing and investors approach changing, Facebook not working as well. So there's, there's been so many challenges from the beginning of this year to now. So I will tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get into it. I yeah. Let's go back to the beginning then and yeah. start at the beginning of your story. Where do you like to start your entrepreneurial journey and kind of this story with Max Bone? So the reason why I started Max Bone was because of my English bulldog. I never had an experience about the pet world before him. So uh, it was shocking to see, you know, anything from the experience to products. Um, and, you know, he is a family member. I wanted the best products for him. So I got really intrigued about the industry. It's the $260 billion industry. And no one is making products for the new generation masses. You know, products that has quality, good design and experience. So that's kind of where the idea of Maxphone came to place. And, you know, it's an emotional customer base and uh, people are adopting more dogs and having kids. So it's been great. And, you know, those three kind of design experience and quality has been our three pillars. And my goal was to kind of humanize the pet world, which um, I, you know, I started five years ago and no one was using that word humanization. And it's becoming a buzzword where people are using that for everything now in the dog industry. Crazy. And at that time, you know, five years ago, had you started a business before? Did you know that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur or did you kind of just have the light bulb moment one day after getting your dog and then you're like, okay, this is it, into this? Uh, no, of course. Everything sometimes falls into place. You fail in something else and then something comes in your way. And uh, I actually always loved fashion, which is not a great industry to be in. But, you know, it's always good. If you like something, always follow it and you learn from your mistakes. So I love the fashion industry and I got into the fashion industry um, this was 10 years ago and uh, we created a brand, a collection, but it's such a saturated market and we were very high end. So it was very def- difficult to break in. And I decided just to kind of not continue with it because uh, it was a money burning business. And and that's for me, learning production, learning business, learning wholesale was another thing that kind of led me to start Max Phone. So I always say it's you learn from your mistakes and it could lead to something else in the future. Mm, you got the you got the kind of quick course in how to build a business a certain way, and then you're able to take the the good learnings and build Maxbone. Exactly, and I learned the hard way. You learned the hard way, yes. I mean, I feel like it's that classic ten years to overnight success where people have to go through such a big journey, and then they fall into their kind of new chapter, new phase. When you were getting started, what kind of investment did you need to put into the business to get to launch? And what was that launch like in terms of, did you have a lot of SKUs and a lot of products or was it a small capsule collection? What was the kind of like picture of Maxbone in the beginning? Yeah, it was a small capsule collection because I really didn't know what the kind of market wanted. It was something that I needed. It was a gap in my life. I didn't know that uh, you know, the, the the market wanted new modern products. So I did a small collection, which was very exciting to see that just that small collection got a really great feedback. We had Disney approaching us six months into the company. So that just, oh, showed wow. that we had, I know. So it just showed that we created something unique. And again, I use my Max, you know, the brand that we had previously, the fashion brand, I used my experience from that and the contacts that I had 
regards to press and I use that for my phone. So we got a small press straight away in the beginning. And the interesting thing is because we created something that was unique in the market, it was it was funny that we had influencers that was actually dog influencers, uh, which are more fun than human influencers. Um, they were actually wearing my phone without charging us, without, you know, and they were doing it with pleasure and they were sharing. So this is how they kind of, uh, business grew, but it was um, it was a small collection. I didn't go, you know. I wanted to m- make sure because I was self funded. I wanted to make sure that there was a demand before continuing growing the business. Wow! And if you had to kind of put a general, you know, amount on what you needed to put into the business to buy your first inventory to get a website up and running and like get you to launch, what was that kind of ballpark pricing investment, rather? Yeah, I um, I mean, the investment for me was, uh, I think it was 25000 I started with creating a small collection. I had to do patterns and I had to do, you know, there were some samples that were not great and there were some samples. So you, of course, have some mistakes on the way that will cost you. But uh, I was very frugal because it was my own money and I did it in a very kind of, um, in a smart way. Again, used my contacts and some of them made samples for me for free. Um, and then I went ahead and started my own online <laughs> Shopify and I did it all by myself. There was no one who kind of did it for me. I didn't, I didn't go hire a web designer. And I remember the logo, uh, my husband, my husband always liked going big and making everything perfect, but I just, you know, I just jump into it. And I think that's very important to do, even if it's not perfect, it's better to just jump in and let it perfect itself <laughs> rather than overthinking and creating the most amazing uh, brand or amazing logo and then just like not doing it and missing missing the market. So, yeah, it was uh, I did the label just so it's called Max Phone. <laughs> Max is my husband's name. And it was just like an overnight. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of dogs called Max. <laughs> Why don't they call it Max Phone? And everybody thinks it's his business, but it's not. Um and yeah, so so from there, you know, did the logo, did the website myself. So, you know, you can do it in a very small way. You don't have to always go big and pay a huge fortune to web designers. And it's, you know, so yeah, started very small and uh, and grew it from there. And had the site that I was lucky to have influencers who were sharing it. And six months into the business, we had Disney approaching us. And I remember this Disney Disney's email. I actually thought it was fake email because I thought, why are they reaching out to me? How did they hear about me? So they kept emailing me. In the end, they actually reached out to me through LinkedIn. Um, and I realized it's not fake. So <laughs> went to Disney's headquarters and it was so exciting. There was like this whole kind of like conference table. So yeah, so that was like the start of the business, which was, uh, you know, it was very organic and it just grew because there was nothing out there like it. And we had actually celebrities buying my phone, um, had Kylie wearing my phone a few months into the company. So the company grew in a very organic way, which is always amazing to have as a base. What what did Disney want to do? Did they want to do a collaboration capsule collection or what was the vision and what happened there? Did it, did it come to life? Yes, it did. Yeah. So Disney wanted to do a collaboration. And uh, the interesting thing is, you know, for me, brand building was the most important thing. So I always place Maxbone as being this affordable luxury. So we are very different to any other pet brand. We don't see ourselves as any other pet brand. We see ourselves as an aspirational brand. And it was interesting that Disney, six months into the company, said exactly what I always wanted to. So we see Maxbone as a halo brand and we love what you're doing. We love the pet industry and would love to do a collaboration with you. So we went ahead and made a collection with um, hoodies with Mickey Mouse on it. Uh, we did 
leashes and colors with like Mickey's head on it. And it was for Mickey's 90th birthday. So yeah, we went ahead and created this amazing collection and they were so kind to us. They were sharing it on their Instagram where they have, you know, millions of followers. And for me, that was our first actually collaboration that has been kind of part of our business structure now because uh, what happens is that you get in front of a whole new audience in a much cheaper way than doing paid media. Uh, you're getting this brand recognition and brand brand placement by doing a collaboration with a very you know well-known brand. So after that, we actually done a lot of collaborations, and luckily we've been approached by all of them. So very very happy. That is so cool. Just one final kind of question on the money piece before we move in and dig further into your marketing and the collaborations and partnerships and things like that. At the beginning, were you approaching this business in the mindset of bootstrapping, bootstrapping always, or did you always know you were going to look to raise capital or what was your kind of mindset around the money piece? So, I know, I saw the business growing quite quickly and I thought, you know, there is this momentum we're having and we want to take market share. And this is the reason why I actually raised money to kind of grow the business a bit quicker. And when you, organic growth is amazing. And I'm realizing that now more actually after raising money, I would love to go into more details about raising money and how it is to have investors. Um, But I really wanted to just grow quicker and take market share because I noticed we had something unique. And and when you have something unique, people are going to try to copy you. People are going to try to do what you're doing. So you just need to make sure that you're ahead of it always. So that's the reason why we raised money. And so when you look back now, you know, if you were to do it again the same way, would you have gone down that pathway to grow quicker and raise money? Or do you think you would have focused on organic growth and growing slower? So, you know, I have so much to say about this and I'm going to try to be diplomatic to not uh, insult uh, <laughs> in- investors generally as a breed. Uh, but you know what it is? It's this, this stigma, the more money you raise, the kind of more successful you are. And it's not the truth. You really, when you build your business, being built for longevity, built for sustainable growth. And I've learned that now the hard way. It's very important to do that because you, you want to build a heritage brand. You don't want to build a bubble that bursts. Because when you start raising money and if you grow very quickly, you need to grow even quicker next year and you will be burning money and you will need to constantly raise money. And the day you can't raise that money, you will fail. So when you do it in a very sustainable, organic way, you will not fail. You will always be able to go back and kind of work around things and make it work again. Um, So, you know, finding the right investor was very important to me when I started looking at fundraising. And I was lucky to find Victoria Grace, who's a fantastic investor. This was 2019 um, when we raised money with her. And then when we tried to raise our Series A, this was 2020, March, where everything went on shutdown and everybody was pulling back. Everybody was very scared. So after that, we've had these turbulent years every time we tried to raise money through, you know, COVID happening and everything else that has happened now uh, with recession is coming and everybody's being very scared. So we had really bad experience with investors. And, you know, and I say you should always be true to your mission because it's very easy to get lost when you speak to different investors because they all have their opinions and not to be rude, but they think they're smarter than they are. Uh, And there's this kind (laughs) of there's this power trip sometimes as well, unfortunately, uh, that, you know, they want to pull data every time, you know, they need something. They want to speak to you all the time. And, you know, it takes a lot of your time and effort to do this. Um, and you have to make sure you sniff out the time wasters and the ones that constantly mo- kind of they they watching every brand and they kind of 
they want to learn about different brands and they're not true investors and not you know they just and they don't have a track record they never pull the trigger so you have to really be kind of cautious with those type of investors and make sure that you know you're not wasting your time because the more you time you put away towards that you get removed from your business and actually growing the business so yeah that is to me super important to having the kind of right investor um and you know we've turned investors down because we just thought that they are too slow they are too you know they are looking at the wrong things that are not important so I give an example how investors are. It's like two years ago when I was speaking to a guy and he was a senior guy and he told me, um, I don't understand why you guys are DTC, wholesale, and you have pop-up stores. You must be very lost as a brand. And I said to him in a very kind way, I said, wholesale is very important for strategic reasons. It's a cheaper way to acquire customers. You get in front of a whole new audience, brand building for us. So we see it in a very different way than the way you're seeing it, sir. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then two years in, now he only invests in wholesale and DTC is dead so this is kind of how investors are it's like a herd mentality you know I always say like just like one, one says one thing and then they jump on it they don't really experience it they don't even know what really works and doesn't work and and now you know people are wanting to invest in wholesale or retail and DTC is not working anymore so I truly find a true investor is Victoria Grace from Cold Capital who invested in us because she invested into Max Phone five years ago when no one else was believing in the pet industry. It was kind of boring. It was archaic. It wasn't sexy. And now because, you know, COVID, everybody's adopting dogs. Now investors suddenly are like, pet is our, you know, pet is what we invest in. So, you know, find that investor like Victoria Grace, who is very smart, who understands an industry that, you know, that it's, it's you know, there is a good business besides that everybody's talking about it it's a billion dollar industry and she knew about it five years ago like I did so you know finding that kind of investor is the key uh, or to be honest I personally now with my own experience of speaking to so many investors I would say grow your business organic as much as you can own as much as you know percentages of the business as you can and uh, you know it just takes so much of your time an effort to constantly speaking to investors that you actually lose yourself a little bit. You lose your mission. You lose what you really started the business for in the beginning. And especially we are a small team. So every time I get pulled, it affects our business. So now I am definitely not raising money anymore. And the only money we would accept is if someone acquires Max Phone and we go under an umbrella and it's an amazing umbrella that we know Max Phone is going to even kind of, you know, amplify quicker. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Max Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, I'm so glad that you bring this up because we've heard on the show numerous times nightmare stories about, you know, the the VC process and and what can happen, especially for women going through this. And I think the the big problem is in the media, you know, we are seeing glorified, overvalued companies that are, you know, it makes it seem like the raise is is the the goal when actually the goal is, you know, profitability or or revenue in general or whatever it might be and it, and so you can get caught up in the in that cycle of thinking oh like i need to raise you know however many millions of dollars so i can be on forbes or whatever it might be and 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 it's a vicious cycle but yeah i'm glad you brought it up and and actually my other question for you is you know you're talking about how you need to sniff out someone who's not legitimately looking to invest how do you actually figure out who's truly interested and not? Like, what's the actual blueprint to knowing? It's actually just looking to what investments they've done, if they've done anything recently. And there was one investor actually really wasted my time for a long time. I was looking at the most minutiae, stupid things of like, oh, the Google ads. Or like, the business is not run by Google ads. There's so much more that goes into it. So uh, make sure that you look at if they have invested in anything recently or what is their track record? Uh, are they active or are they looking at other brands, pet brands, or do they have another pet brand? Are they just trying to fish for information? <laughs> you know, so, so you just do your background uh, search, which I didn't do for a while. I was just so excited. You know, when you knew in the beginning, you're just so excited that these may, you know, big companies want to speak to you. So I think uh, doing your research is important. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, as a as a founder, you constantly get compared with the big guys who, you know, raised the hundred million and then you see them falling as quickly as well while you're still alive <laughs> because you didn't go that road. So, you know, as the more money you kinda raise, the harder you fall. And um and I think as well, it's just as I said, it's this herd mentality and investor raises money in something and then they're just like they don't even do research about that brand. Is it really real? Is there really a demand or is it just like they pay twenty million for paid ads to get the twenty million revenue that they have? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're so spot on. You really need to do your due diligence in return before you kind of dive into any, you know, big investor conversations. I'd love to kind of go back to those first, you know, that first 12 months in business, those first few years, the early years of your marketing and getting the word out there. Obviously, that Disney collaboration came along and that catapulted you forward. That was a big pivotal moment, I'm sure. What else were you doing to get the word out there in those early years? To be honest, we were self-funded the first two years. So, you know, I was very careful. But we actually did pop-ups, which really, what it did, it kind of, I think the customer, when they see when they see you on a celebrity, when they see, let's say, a billboard or a paid media ad, and then they see you in the pop-up store, you get that longevity with that customer because now they trust the brand. They love the brand. They've seen it. They've touched They've seen it in many places. So that is the key for actually kind of keeping a customer for a long time. And so, and it, it's, as I said, it was just remarkable to see in the beginning that we got a reaction straight away. Most of the time, you have to work very hard to until you know, you get the following that we had. So we were lucky to have that because it was something that was different in the market. Uh, but mostly, to be honest, we were lucky to have celebrities that were varying it. And then we, social media was very important to me. So I worked on a very kind of strong social media uh, presence. And then, you know, having this organic growth. And that's really how the company kind of started. And I was very hands-on. I was, you know, customer service was very, very important. I responded to everyone uh, I was, you know, I made sure that, you know, that was 100%, you know, because that is the most important thing. Your current customers are your most valuable ones, not the ones that you constantly can acquire. You need, you need to look after them. So that was that was very important to me to so make sure you look after your customers, especially the ones that already joined, not just new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nurturing your existing customers. Absolutely. Key point. Let's talk about the Christian Cohen partnerships and the expectations of the campaign versus the reality of how popular, wildly popular, that collaboration has become. You know, this this is kind of it's so funny that when we started the collaboration, because we've done collaboration with Away Suitcase, we've done collaboration with a lot of different brands, and Christian Cohen, I, I love him as a person. He's a, a lovely, lovely guy. Um, and I was like, this is very extravagant for Max Bone, Scandinavian kind of <laughs> design. <laughs> So I was a little bit forced against it. I'm like, how am I going to think that this kind of fits in? But now it totally fits in because I say our mission is always to make dogs and humans happy. And what this jumper does, it really makes people happy. It really has that effect. Like people wear it and they're like, people stop them on the streets. Like one of our employees, she's like obsessed with dogs. And she said, Paris, at first, I didn't know about this question, Coven. I wasn't sure when I didn't, I wasn't working for my phone. She said, I, oh my God, I love this jumper. She said, it's such a showstopper. She said, when I put it on my dog, everybody stopped. So it has this element of being really great quality. So it's not gimmicky. It has this, you know, humanized feel to it. And it's, you know, it's extravagant and people just love it because it makes them happy. And, you know, that is, that is kind of one of the key elements. And we love this kind of connection with, almost making the bond between humans and dogs even stronger so you have that element of it and I always say I didn't start my phone to dress dogs up that's one thing like I always say I'm like I did, I'm you know making clothes for practical reasons if they go to Aspen or to New York and it's cold I want them to kind of be warm and dogs do actually freeze chihuahuas and even big dogs when they're in Aspen you should put jackets on them uh, but then we do products and collaborations that actually kind of put a smile on people's face is this your best-selling product? 
It is actually one of, one of our top bestsellers, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm obsessed. That's how I actually became to know who you were because I have a chihuahua and she's extremely small. And I remember seeing this on Instagram being like, oh, my God, like, I hope, I don't know, I think it's too big actually for my dog, but like I was browsing dog-related things, saw this and was like, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, and it's it's one of those hook, you know, collaborations that just, you can just see why it does so well. You can see why it does so well on social media. Yeah, exactly. It has this viral effect. It has the viral effect. Absolutely. I'd love to just stay on this collaboration partnerships talk just a little bit longer to understand like the framework for a collaboration. Like how are you, like, how does it start? Do you be like, here's a list of our dream retailers. We reach out. What do we say? Are you cold emailing? What's like, how does a partnership actually happen when you have a new idea in your mind? So luckily, the ones that we have actually collaborated with, they reached out to us. And then we, you know, we turned down, of course, a lot of collaborations, but it needs to be a right fit. It needs to either be that we are very kind of the same synergy and we're very, you know, DTC or we, you know, have the same aesthetic or it's someone that we feel like this is a fun collaboration. So they have all different elements. One can be for kind of maybe revenue generating. One is for we love their audience. Or one is for we kind of love the brand itself. We don't even care. It's a heritage brand. We don't care if it doesn't create a buzz. We just love the brand itself. So we want to kind of be with this heritage brand. Um, And the process is, you know, it's like we don't like putting too much time and effort towards that because we have so much else in the business. The process is we discussed, we designed together, and it takes almost three months to kind of get to the launch date. And uh, and I think people are understanding this emotional aspect pets have. And that's why they want to do collaboration with Maxphone because they know Maxphone customer is a very passionate customer. So this is why those guys want to do collaboration with us because they want to have our followers. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a passionate customer base. They are very, you know, they love their pets. They love kind of spending on their pets and with good quality products. So, uh, yeah, they want that uh, customer base to follow them as well. <laughs> So if a brand is coming to you for a collaboration request, are they investing money as well in terms of product, in terms of marketing spend, or is that still falling on you as a brand? And like, what's the, how does that side of things work? So we have different type of kind of uh, collaboration. We have, for example, Away, they bought our products, they bought it wholesale. We are doing email what is it called marketing list together and they sending to their customers we're sending to our customers so that is kind of money making for us it's great we're getting in front of a new audience uh, and then we had disney and disney of course is kind of royalty so it's based on we making the products we are kind of upfronting a lot but we are seeing disney as a heritage brand we're respecting disney and we don't mind doing that and that always kind of generates uh, to kind of new customers and customers who love disney come to like max phone and yeah, we are we are have to we have to produce the items. We have to you know make the products, and we are giving Disney a royalty. But that is very unique. We don't do that normally with any other brands. We don't pay royalties. We're against that. Um, mostly, it's just you know kind of connecting the brands, and uh, they buy. For example, Kewl. We did a collaboration with Kewl, which I actually really loved as well. And we made the products. They bought some for their website in a wholesale, and they sold it on their website, and we sold it on our website. So. Ah, interesting. Amazing. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. 
What are the kinds of initiatives now, this year, that are shifting the needle for you? You know, as I mentioned before, kind of brand building was a key element for me. And when you create a brand and you create this loyal following and a trust in the brand, you having a customer with a higher lifetime value and uh, higher retention and the customer keeps coming back instead of being an Amazon brand. So that was the first key element for me is to create a brand. Um, and strategic, I did that through strategic placements, like I said before, and collaborations. And we've done it through pop-up stores where customers, you know, seeing Maxbone in different places and making sure that Maxbone is kind of accessible for everyone and not just online. But what's kind of moving the needle for us right now is actually wholesale. Wholesale is a very important part of our business. And we saw that when we did our first trade show, which was in SuperZoo, which the exciting thing is we always stick out when we do something that is amongst other pet brands. Um, and we had this amazing kind of booth, uh, which was, you know, it's very 2022. And then you have the rest of the booth, which is very 1980s. So Max Bone was really sticking out. Um, and everyone was coming past our booth and like taking photos like, oh, my God, who are you guys? Why haven't we never seen you? So, you know, that strategy is very important to us now. And that is kind of our focus. And we had, you know, Target going Target going past our store and love the brand. And, you know, these big major retailers that we actually never approached before. But we think that they are going to be important for our future. Um, so we are very excited about the kind of the demand we're seeing now in terms of our wholesale. Because we always kind of have our wholesale very, as I said, strategic and very small and controlled. You know, we're in Selfridges, we're in Harrods, we're in Neiman Marcus and Saks. And, you know, it's been great for our brand building. But now we're seeing the kind of big growth coming from these major retailers that are we are we think they're fantastic. I think Target is great. I think I love the Target stores and I think it's very accessible. And that's the kind of goal with Max Bond moving forward. And that's what kind of moves the needle for us. That's so exciting. So Target's targets on the hit list. Target's your target. <laughs> target's our target. We're actually just in discussion. We're in discussion with Target now. And uh, yeah, we think we're going to be in Target for 2023, which is our year. That's your year. Oh my gosh. I'm excited for you. I'm definitely over here cheering for you to get into Target. Love that. I'm going to be going to be waiting for that update. At the beginning of this call, you mentioned that, you know, this year has been a bit of a roller coaster. You've had a few different challenges. Things haven't been necessarily like all the highs that everyone's been showing on the highlights reels on LinkedIn. What's been going on for you? What What are the kind of challenges that you're facing that people don't see on social media? I think, to be honest, as I said, my pit beef has been that I wasted a lot of my time on investors. And that was very challenging, both, you know, um, mentally and, you know, you, you meet all these different personalities with all these different kind of backgrounds who never kind of been running a business and you get lost sometimes when you listen to them too much that was a challenge for me but besides that as well a lot of personal challenges I've gone through IVF and people don't realize that we're humans as well that we have things that we go through which um, sometimes affect us and I always say I think it's easier to have a baby and run a company than actually going through IVF and running a company because so challenging both mentally and physically of like what you put your body through to go through that process especially with what if what if you don't you know especially if you want to have a child and um, so I do recommend ladies that are listening to this podcast that building a business is very important but if you want to have a child think about it sooner than later and we always kind of put our health aside and we think about you know business first let me succeed first let me do this first but then 
when it comes to actually that what is important, you will regret it. So I think it's important to think about that sooner than later. And then having housing construction while doing it as well, you can probably see my scaffolding in the background. <laughs> uh, and, you know, going through, as I said, economical changes as well, which is affecting everyone's mindset of like recession is coming uh, and, you know, how people are around you. So, yeah, there's been just constant, constant battles with investors are like very pulling back. But, you know, we were very fast as well. We don't, we, you know, we had investors that we turned down. So we, you know, just been challenging in many ways. But the good thing is, is that we have such a great demand. We have such a great loyal customer base. So all those kind of aspects are great and funny. Every time I feel like I'm near breaking down, which everyone does, uh, no matter how well the business does, I always go back and read our reviews and read customer emails or, you know, think about, you know, a really respected uh, industry, same industry person saying to me that Maxbone is their North Star. And those are the things, again, that kind of gives me, fuels me again and gets me back to get the energy of continuing. It's like almost like a Duracell rabbit. You know, remember the advert? Like you put the battery in and it continues. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like I love reading our reviews and then just makes me kind of go back to why I'm doing this. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think, you know, anyone listening is probably sitting there, especially, you know, even myself thinking like, thank you so much for just being like honest and real and vulnerable to share the things that you're going through because, you know, everyone's going through something and and we're often like having to put on a brave face and be like, our business is amazing and everything is amazing. But, you know, when you peel back the layers, like it's, it's tough out there and it's hard navigating building a business and managing your life and managing your family and managing all the other things that come with the day-to-day of, you know, staying hydrated and all those kinds of things. So I really appreciate the the honesty and I'm excited for 2023 for you. I feel like this is going to be your, your, your big year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, I actually can't wait for 2023. A lot of exciting things will happen. Yeah. Time to switch off, take a break, like enjoy some soul care, and then dive into 2023. What piece of advice do you want to leave our audience with? I would say be vulnerable and ask questions. There's no such thing as dumb questions. And kind of define your first hires. They're the most important hires. And if they're not the right hire, please fire. Fire quicker. Don't, Don't be scared of firing. And, uh, you know, set achievable goals. Don't, um, if you have investors, just be careful so you don't set goals that are not achievable. It will just hurt you. So setting achievable goals. I love that. Thank you. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 